Hey everybody, this is Brian David Marshall with Poppy Magic. I'm here with Steve Saden, uh, conspicuous by his absence as one Michael J. Flores. Uh, we, uh, it's kind of tough to, like, Mike's in Hoboken. Yeah. It's like some, it's like some, maybe we should just taunt him with, like, Joe's coffee. This coffee is delicious. Did you end up getting a coffee? No, I don't drink coffee. I, I don't <laughs> want Mike to know. I want him to be jealous, so don't tell him. <laughs> but, uh, so we, we were, we, we, le- we left the podcast off. We were in the middle of blue cards. I think we are sort of, we were definitely talking about Freak, which is the Jataxian probe. Yep. Um, which, which I, I think that card's just going to be insane. Yeah. And like, how like, tendrils of agony decks? Just, like, free... Yeah, they get to do so much. Like, you can play Chitaxian Probe, um, Street Race, you can play Baubles, you can play Metamorphose. This is like the trap for you, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah you, <laughs> all velocity, no destination. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, well, you know, there's another card coming up, which is, you know, Mental Mistup, which is obviously the card. Like, uh, you know, I was talking to you when I saw... The Glycerin Elf preview, I was like, oh my god, I think Legacy, one drop, Poison Elf, and you were like, oh, Drew Levin's got an article going up <laughs> tomorrow in Star City. Um, but I was even, when I was thinking about it, it almost felt like you could do something where you have Mental Misstep, Force of Will, Jataxian Probe, and suddenly you have 12 oh. blue cards in your deck. Oh. To be able to both misstep and to force a will. I mean, I, you can get some other cards in there, but, like, never even have to worry about paying a blue, right? Right. And there are even other cards, like, you like utility the, cards, like Fire Ice, that right, are blue. Right. But I don't even know if they're going to be red in that deck. It's, you sure. just want a lot of green. But, like, the, the idea that you can just, between Probe, Misstep, and Force of Will, right. you have a core set of 12 blue cards for Legacy that just... Right. Seem awesome without ever having to worry about. I mean, obviously there are a ton of cards that make you want to be blue. Right. Like you can play. I mean, Brainstorm is an obvious card that shoots up to the top of like any list. Right. Right. But it's just like crazy to me that that like you could plug that set of twelve cards. Yeah, into any deck. Yeah. Yeah. Or is well, there another blue card that you can play without blue mana? Well, there's misdirection. Yeah. There's. Well, foil requires islands, but I guess so it's just misdirection, really, right? And commandeer. Oh. Right? I don't know if you want to play commandeer, but I mean, you <laughs> could. Oh, I guess we, we'd actually talked also talked about Gingitaxius, right? Because uh, the core armor, because Mike was talking about wanting to play. Right. <laughs> Making some crazy, crazy talk about uh, <laughs> wanting to play this in his constructed deck. Yeah, like, I can see playing that in, like, a reanimator deck or maybe, like, some type of very aggressive ramp deck, but... Right. But I guess you were talking about just playing it in, in like, a blue-red control deck. Blue-red yeah. control deck that, yeah, just, like, I'm just going to put lightning bullet your creatures, I'm going to counterspell your things, and then eventually I'm just going to have all this mana in. Yeah. I can actually see it, you know, I can kind of see it in. It's, like, the blue-red cough decks. Like, oh, like you get so you much get, mana. You get Jace, you get cough, and you have... Some pot, potentially even some proliferation with Contagion Clasp and ever, like as long as Contagion Clasp and Everflowing Chalice are going to be in the same format, like yeah. actually getting to ten mana or eight mana or whatever it's going to be is not so crazy. And maybe as a one of it's it's possible. Right, and with that type of deck, like you don't have to aggressively ramp up to ten. 
you can just sort of get there over time. Like, as long as you're actually steadily working towards getting that additional mana. Yeah. So, what's the body count on Mental Misstep? Like, how many people killed themselves trying to run through the door to write about this card on Star City? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> like, who got trampled coming through the door? It was... It was tough. Like it was, I had to timestamp everything. <laughs> and so it, it, this is the people seem to think this is the legacy defining card now. Yeah, seems that way. Anyone can play it. Like every deck, pretty much, is loaded with one drops. You know, whether it's brainstorms, wild nacatls, sensei's defining cops. Mystical Tutors. Sword to Plowshares, which is a defining removal spell. Lightning Bolt. Mm. I don't know. Goblin Lackey. Goblin Lackey. Goblin Lackey, to me, seems like the biggest card. Like, I can almost see people just cyborging this mm-hmm. against Goblin Lackey. Like, in decks that don't oh, otherwise, yeah. you know, want something like this. Uh, I know we talked about Mind Telling. We talked uh, We talked. Did we talk about the Metamorph? I don't think we did. I know I like this card. I, I think it's kind of interesting. I love this card. And apparently, there are also like a number of ways that you can go infinite with it. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, if you have um, metamorph and any type of uh, like faceless butcher type effect, it just it targets itself, flickers okay. in and out, uh, like lean in relic order. Right. Um, so if you have those two and. Um, something that, you know, any sort of, like, come-to-play trigger, you just right. go infinite. Oh, okay. You, maybe, like, you gain infinite life, or... Oh, like, sure, sure. So, with a soul uh, one, you're... Yeah. Uh, interesting. Interesting. Like, obviously, it's kind of fragile, but like, if people are tapping out for swords or, like, planeswalkers, you can just go off in one turn. The thing to me that's insane about this card is just plugging it into every travel strategy. Like, oh, like this yeah. way it's like, you know, the, you know, uh, Mero Regery. Yeah. You know, five, six, seven, and eight. Uh, or, you know, or what's his Master of Ethereum, where he's perfect oh, already. Actually pretty cool in Affinity. Right. Maybe, you know, maybe right, it's becomes, a disciple. Right, he becomes a disciple, he becomes an event, a, a Ravager, he becomes a, just, oh, I just want another 4-4, four, four, right? Like Yeah. He's like the most expensive card in the deck to cast. Sure. <laughs> uh, so, how did we now talk about Spine Thopter when we were talking about all your artifact creatures? It gets blocked by Hawks. <laughs> not, not as a 4-3. But that's... Alright, well, enough, enough blue. Let's, let's talk a little bit about uh, black cards. So, Blind Zealot... 1BB for 2-2 two, two with Intimidate, Human Cleric. I love the art on this card, by the way. It's pretty sick. Uh, too when, scary. Too scary. <laughs> Whenever the Zealot deals combat damage player, you may sacrifice it to destroy target creature that player controls. So it's sort of edicty. Uh, um, well, it has Intimidate, yeah. which is kind of cool. I mean, you'll see it. You'll see it. I mean, Limited, this guy's obviously yeah, he's, very good. He's just an onboard... I mean, even if he, not what you call an onboard trick, but he's like an onboard bluff, right? Like, you, you have to, like, respect, yeah. you know, what you're attacking with and what you're leaving back. And so, I, I, I like it. I don't, I don't know if this card will be constructible or not. I don't think so. No, I don't see it having yeah. impact. 
Caressa Phyrexia is going to be... So this is actually... This is Caressa Trifectia. <laughs> like, you actually can do the simultaneous three-way kill with this. Oh. Right? You can get them... You, know, you get them down with three or fewer cards in their library at three with seven poison counters, and you get... To, you get Boom. Yeah. You get the... It's the one-card trifecta. Like, I... I can see this card being good and constructed. Like, if you're playing an Infect deck, you know, you can just use it to draw three cards. Yeah, I feel like the Infect deck, though, you, you want... You're just gonna... You're, the Infect decks don't feel like decks that are gonna have a, a ton of mana. Although, I guess the decks Mike's been talking about with Contagion Class, and where Mike's been talking about the strategy of scratching people. Yeah. And then finishing them off. Like, I think maybe, maybe it's a fine finisher. Maybe, mm-hmm. Theoretically, it's a five-mana fireball for six. Yeah. Right? That's good. Like, you know, Infect decks can have a lot of trouble closing out games. Would you, would you, play, would you play a card that said, target player takes six for five? Um... If they I mean, also got to draw three cards. I I've played cards that are very similar to that in the past. Yeah. Like it just it depends on the like what cards you can surround it with. Right. Like what the other decks are in the format. Like the Corota style red decks that we were all playing, you know, a number of years ago. You know, we played like a bunch of cards that were five mana deal five damage. Um I mean, magic's got a lot faster though. Yeah. But it might be really good in block. Right. I mean, draw, I mean, you can just draw three cards yourself, too, right? Like, that seems fine. Yeah. Uh, Chancellor of the Dross seems like a meh member of the Chancellor cycle. Uh, you start at 23, and your opponent starts at 17 in a single-player game. Yeah. You know. Flying Lifelink for 7, 6, 6 doesn't seem... Again, this is another card that could be good in reanimator decks. Like, especially off the board. Seems fine. It, can, it seems good if, like... Like, people are just casting 6s on turn 3, right? Yeah. Like, it's not that I'm... Re- like, these... Any of these cards resolved seem... Why is Tony Wallace talking to me? Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> You want to talk politics. I don't, I don't want to talk politics. Uh, <laughs> I don't really have another good match. Do you remember when he invented Boros Beatdown? That was or really Boros cool. Boros Tracker, yeah. that all it was called? He was like, hey, by the way, I think this deck with Step Lynxes and Boros Bushwhackers and Goblins <laughs> is really good. Like, really? This seems like a joke deck. No, it's awesome. You should try it. And then, like, Calcano wins something. And, yeah. Tommy Wallamy's still awesome. Yeah, put, like, multiple people into the top eight at Worlds. Yeah. Uh, so a card people seem super excited about is Despise. Uh, B, for a sorcery, target opponent reveals his or her hand. You choose a creature or planeswalker from it. That player discards that card. So it's like... Yeah, it seems good. Like, Duress actually seems actively bad to me right now. Like, I mean, obviously yeah. Duress takes a planeswalker, which is the best thing about it. But there's, like, just so many awesome creatures, like... You, you, you play against some decks and you're like, duress you, and you're like, ugh. Right, like, the majority of the instants and sorceries that people are playing are, you know, like, pretty cheap, pretty reactive. Right, pretty and, and... Yeah, like, what do you, you know, maybe you take, like, a mana leak. If you're not taking a planeswalker, 
it probably isn't that big of a deal. Right. And you kind of want to play ostracized, but every time you look at your opponent's hand, you see a planeswalker, you just cry. Yeah. <laughs> this card, this card seems awesome to me. This seems like this seems like the perfect flip side of, of like duress and ostracize. Yeah. You got just the two much off of that because I mean creatures are just so good right now. The only thing better than creatures are planeswalkers. Yeah. Like the only problem with despise is that you can't take uh, equipment. Sure. Oh, which is which is what makes Inquisition of Kozilek so exciting right now. Yeah. But you know what? Inquisition of Kozilek's not going to get the good equipment anymore anyway. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, I saw Drew Lemon published his list, and one of the, one of the cards that he had mm-hmm. in his poison list was uh, Dismember, which is one Phyrexian Black, Phyrexian Black. For more target creature X minus five minus five until end of turn. So it's basically snuff out, right? Yeah. I pay four life and one mana and just I basically kill everything. Yeah. Are there? I mean, I guess there. I'm not that familiar with what's going on in post New Phyrexia Legacy, but it might not be as good as uh, snuff out still because sure. you have to pay a full mana. And I don't know if there are actually going to be that many black creatures. Like, I don't know if people are still playing Tombstalker. Right, that's, that's, that's the question about whether or not people are running Tombstalker, right? If they are, like, Dismembers, obviously, you know, are really good. Basically, Swords to Plowshares. Right. For decks that don't have white. For any deck. Right, right. Like, you can play it in Goblins. Right. Yeah, the, card, the card seems awesome to me. Uh, obviously, just, is there any cards you're going to pick over this in the limited? Um... <laughs> Not that I can think of. Like, like you know, ability, some rares. Like, how, how good is Like, just the ability to, like, on turn five, be able to play, like, just some random, you know, dross golem and pay for life and kill your, you know, your 4-4 four, four green creature that you just played. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, you just the, get, you the ability to use your mana so efficiently. Or just, I mean, again, you don't have to, like, you could be playing black and you could say, oh, you know what? I have six mana. I want to do two things this turn. Yeah. So I'll pay two life instead of four life. And yeah, I love this card. I don't. I I still don't understand when people pass grasp of darkness. Right. <laughs> which happens all the time. So I don't imagine it'll happen as often with this. You get to have some really insane turns. Like you know, if you have a anything to go with, it. like imagine you have a dismember and a quicksilver geyser. Like all of a sudden, you know, they left three guys back to block. They saw you. They had you stop. They have nothing. And I mean, they, they were probably losing anyway if they were. They had three guys, and they were like, "Uh oh, I need to leave these back to block." <laughs> uh, enslave. Still awesome. Still awesome. Yeah. It's kind of one of the. Is it the only reprint I've seen so far? I think so. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know more. Uh, in two So we talked about the blue XR earlier. This is uh, a 2-2 for 2BB. Either return target creature card from your graveyard to your hand or target opponent reveals his or her hand and you choose a non-creature card from it and discard it. Seems fine. Yeah. I don't know. Not constructed though, right? Uh, maybe block. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Evil Presence. Oh, this is actually another reprint, I believe. <laughs> black uh, Enchant Land. Enchanted Land is a swamp. Yeah, this would have been pretty awesome at some point when Spreadum was 
Right. <laughs> dedicated mana denial deck. Yeah, before people could just play, you know, like a Stoneforge Mystic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, guess verdict. Uh, this is, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's a very real card. <laughs> like the, the most challenging thing about this card is just BB, but like right. it also I mean, it kills Thrun, which yeah. is something that isn't a huge deal right now. Isn't a huge deal right now, but it sounds like it's going to be a huge deal. Yeah. Um, yeah. Particularly post rotation. Yeah. Yeah, this card seems uh, very exciting. Target player sacrifices a creature and loses one life. So, just because. Flavorfully. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Glistening Oil is another fine card. BB for Enchant Creature. Enchanted Creature has Infect. So, you know, if you're playing against a non-Infect strategy, you can just say, great, I'm going to put this yeah. on a creature and you know, I'll let it hit me for a turn. Uh, at the beginning of your upkeep, you put a minus one, minus one counter. And then when Glistening Oil is put into a grave from the battlefield, you're sure it's a sort of chance. So in a deck that's like proliferating also. Oh, wow. This card's going to be really powerful. Yeah. Right? Like every time, you know, you put it on something, you're able to do minus two, minus two. I was talking, you and I were talking recently, uh, I had done a draft where I had, and I asked my, I was talking to Mike about it too, where I had uh, Trigon of Corruption and Contagion Clasp go. Right? Mm-hmm. I just was like, okay, my opponent, you know, here I have six mana in play. I have these two cards in play and nothing else. And my opponent's just like, all right, I'm just going to concede. Right. Because right? Okay. it's just like every turn you're like, I can just minus two, minus two something. And, you know, he just couldn't stay out ahead of that. Right. No, I don't... That's not constructed playable, but th- th- this actually might be. I, I can't see it in any main decks anytime soon. But, you know, if you're playing against, like, a white weenie deck or something where it's constantly... It seems awesome against the A Boros deck, deck? Yeah. yeah. But I don't, like, I really don't see this making main decks in the near future. Yeah. It, also, it does take out Hawks. Yeah, I mean, you just, and you get, it comes back to your hand, you get to, it just, it's a renewable card. It seems very good to me. Like, they actually have to kill their own creature in response to foil this, right? Or bounce their own creature in response to... Or, I guess, give it protection from a color in response. I, so I can see this so as the, a so sideboard so card. The, the downside of this is that they sort up right. in response. You know, you have this on the card. You know, they you put the play this, they haven't gotten a counter on it yet. Then they sort up, give it protection for black. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's pretty terrible. Yeah, just, and you get it back, but they have a sword going. Yeah. Oh, yeah, actually, it's... But they still oh, have actually, that pro-black wow, sword. Re- reading this, it's pretty sick. I just... When it's put into a graveyard from the battlefield, yeah. But they still have this pro-black sword. Sure. We'll figure something out. <laughs> uh, Grim Affliction, limited staple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just... Point of minus one, minus one counter on target creature, then proliferate. Just absurd. Yeah, I think I could see that being constructible. Yeah, I mean it's minus two, minus two at instant speed. Yeah, and it theoretically just does a lot more. Right? Like it just turns on all your mana sources. Mm-hmm. It like ups your planeswalkers. Yeah, and if you're in, you know, if you're scratching. Yeah, yeah, I I, I love this card. Uh, 
Icker explosion. That costs a lot. Costs a lot. It's like seven mana. It's got an elephant on it, so it can't be that good. Right, but the elephant is dying. It's exploding. Yeah. Uh, it's an additional cost to cast Icker explosion, sacrifice a creature, and then all creatures get minus X minus X until end of turn, where X is the sacrifice creature's power. Uh, I am positive you'll see this card in commander decks that just. Can't get enough black rats. <laughs> like I, all right, I have mutilate. I have damnation. I have black sun zenith. I have you know reaver demon. Why do I need more? You know, and then they go for another four or five of them, and they're like, oh, finally, okay, Icarus will Now I have enough. <laughs> Eleven black rats. <laughs> I mean, how else are you going to kill your opponent's elephants? <laughs> uh, oh, and then look, they get life finale too. Uh. Uh, life, life finale is, is actually really interesting. 4BB for sorcery, destroy all creatures, and search target opponent's library for up to three creature cards and put them into his or her graveyard. Then that player shuffles his or her library. So, like, against the Titan deck. That's kind of cool. You kill the first Titan. You kill a Titan, and then you get the next three Titans. So, yeah. and then, uh, prob- the problem being that they can have one in the hand... They already resolved one. So. Yeah, they already resolved one, so you're kind of effed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's also cool uh, for Commander that you get to see your opponent's whole deck. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, without right. giving up a card to sure. do Sure, and also just getting rid of, like, you know... Uh, you know, you could also be doing your, you know... Uh, you could cast this and as a friendly play. Yeah. Right? Like, you know, you can play politics really. Like, I'm going to wrath. Like, well... I don't want you to wrath. It's like, well, I'll do you a favor. You know, and you put Genesis, Eternal Witness, <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, Solemn Simulacrum in someone's graveyard. You know, whatever. It's also interesting, Life's Finality with a uh, Jutaxian Probe. You get to know exactly what's going on. Oh, that's interesting, too, yeah. And you can pick the exact right moment to wrath and to clear out the other, you know, other top threats that you might right. be worried about. The, uh, <clears throat> yeah, Jutaxian, the ability to, to play Jutaxian Probe and to, like, be able to just not have to spend any mana on it the turn yeah. that you want to do something else and you want that information is just so amazing. I think that Jutaxian Probe is going to make life decks a lot better in Legacy. Really? Why is that? Uh, because now you have another free way to see your opponent's hand. You can Cabal Therapy more effectively. And the deck has all sorts of ways to fetch meddling mages. You just get this whole additional angle where you can sort of play this, you know, this disruption-y fish-type strategy like while you set up. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to skip over Mortis Dogs. Uh, Woof. Parasitic Implant. Enchant uh, Creatures. No. I'm going to play this card, fine. Enchant Creature, at the beginning of your upkeep, Enchanted Creature's Controller sacrifices it, and you put a 1-1 colorless mirror artifact creature token onto the battlefield. Cost four of those, I don't and think... And they get a whole turn with the creature. Like, if you think about it, though, like, let's say this costs black and one. Like, you yeah. could put it on a... You put it on a... Um... Plated Geopede. You and know? Take five. Well, you're, you're taking five sometimes. Any, I, but, like, you can also block or do something else, but then next you will kill it. You get another 1-1 one, one to do something. I, I, it's not even that appealing at black and one, so. Yeah, I I think I would definitely play it at 
Zero. <laughs> let's, let's move on to Phyrexian Obliterator, which is a card people are super excited about once they've read it through four times. <laughs> uh, B, 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 for a 5-5 five, five Trampler. And whenever a source deals damage to Phyrexian Obliterator, that source's controller sacrifices that many permanents. So it's the opposite of Phyrexian Negator. Right, and you don't want to play that with Earthquake Effect. Yes. Um, so if they Lightning Bolt it, they have they have to sacrifice three permanents. Yeah, it's tough. If it's they, really tough to chump on. If it. they right, you can't chump it. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it tramples to begin with, so like. Right. Like you have to have a real removal spell. Well, this, yeah, this you can give like, it minus five, minus five. I was just gonna say that yeah. seems like a fine card to give minus five. Uh, minus five. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, like, think, you know what you're going to see? Like, can you imagine some scenario where you giant growth your opponent's creature just so they have to sacrifice all their permanents? Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I probably not. I mean, at that point, they were getting blown out. <laughs> uh, let's see. So I mean, this is this is a card people are building around, right? Like, yeah. Like the, the 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 problem is, it's like we get to find out how expensive four black pips are, right? Yeah, because like all the things that people are doing with decks right now, you know, uh, how how often do you have four of a a black available? I mean, this is just a deck that doesn't really exist at the moment. Although I mean, I guess the vampires decks like. I don't know if he fits into vampires. But he doesn't, but like in that shell of vampires, sure. like, where you're, you're still playing, like, you can still play, like, Malakir Gatekeepers and other removals. Like, you can just play, yeah. like, there's a ton of removal. Yeah. And you can just play all those cards and, like, finish up on this. Yeah. You know. Ugh. Uh, Pith Driller? This card's going to be very good and limited. Yeah. So basically, it's a two-four creature for four and black Phyrexian. So you can just play it for four colorless. Yeah. And when it enters the battlefield, put a minus. So basically, this is uh, instill infection. Oh yeah. But you get a two-four body instead of drawing the card. All right. So I go first. I play a mirror on turn two. Yeah. You go. You play a mirror. Yeah. I go. I play a piss driller. <laughs> So, are you saying people aren't going to... This is common, too, so... Yeah. You're saying people aren't going to choose draw like they've been lately in... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> in a limited format? Yeah, I think that things are getting a lot more play-friendly. Well, the, the, the mirrors... How, how... Like, are you going to pick much over a mirror once the new set comes out? Like, in, in pack oh, three? Wow. Like, one pack of mirror? Yeah, I mean, you know exactly how badly you need your accelerators yeah. at that point. Yeah, this card's super exciting for, for Limited. Uh, I mean, I mean, basically, think about how good a Blister Stick Shaman is I love when you play him. Yeah. It's kind of like just crap on the board, though. Whereas this guy was like, I mean, a 2-4 is... 4 is a lot in this format. Yeah. It's a, it's a lot to get around and a lot to get through. Yeah. And it can also... Like, minimize the effectiveness of a lot of the most frustrating cards, like Blight Widow. Right. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, just putting a minus one, minus one counter on their uh, infect creature. Yeah. Is a big deal, right? 
Uh, like you, you don't have to kill your opponent's guy with right. Pith Thriller for it to be really good. Right, right. right. Uh, right. Uh, it's nice when you can. Oh. It's nice when you get a mere mana or Icar Claw or otherwise. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. sometimes like you could just take by, by making a uh, assist bearer into a 1 2 or making a Blight Widow into a 1 3 is, is fine. I mean, getting this to resolve after a uh, Tangle card. Right, like making a tank oh. like go four is is really good. I mean, it's still going to kill you in the end game <laughs> when they make everyone block it. But uh, post mortem lunge X Phyrexian. So this is any deck can play this. Return target creature card with converted mana cost X from your graveyard to your battlefield. It gains haste. Exile at the beginning of the next end step. So yeah, this is a reanimator spell that doesn't help with any of those expensive. <laughs> No. <laughs> Is there a good way to use this? I don't think so. I mean, it's... What? You know, I mean, this is this is just a more painful, gruesome encore, right? Mm. No, this isn't even that, because it's from your graveyard. Ah. Uh, no. It gains haste. Like, I guess if there's good come-into-play effects... That you want to use, it would be like I don't know. Maybe this would be fine in a format with Moldrifter. Maybe uh, now it's five to do that. <laughs> Skin render. Uh, well, uh, you should just play more of the cards that you yeah, want to get back. Yeah, that doesn't seem that great. Uh, Praetor's Grasp is an interesting card. Uh, one BB sorcery. Search target opponent's library for a card and exile it face down, then that player shuffles his or her library you may look at and play that card for as long as it remains exiled. I, mean, I know oh. this, this is certainly going to be a big commander card. Right. Right, where you're just like, oh, I'm going to take your duplicate, or your solemn simulacrum, or, you know, your black spell, you know. But it's kind of funky. It's kind of an interesting card. It's kind of like a, a more rationed out bribery. But, I mean, it's any card. Right, so right. you can just get a land. You can just get a land. Like this might be good in legacy. Like if you're playing against um, a deck that has, you know, like a land that they try to bullet for, you can just oh sure hide away. Sure. I mean, it's three mana. Three yeah. Mana legacy better do a lot, right? Yeah. Uh, I think the fact that you can just get a land off of this is a big deal. Right. Here's a card I really. Reaper of Sheldred. Yep. Uh, two, two five infect for five, four, and a B. Mm-hmm. And then whenever a source deals damage to Reaper of Sheldred, that source is controlling it's a poison counter. So basically, it's either... And I'm talking about for limited here. This is not a constructed card by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> um, but like basically, it's like, okay, take two poison when I attack, or block, give your guy minus two, minus two, and... Yeah. Take one. And take one. And he's a sort of a monster on defense. He's 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 a big deal. Yeah, right. I, actually that's true. It doesn't it doesn't even have to be attack, right? Like you can just go like if you ask them to come over to you yeah. and they like they're rushing in, like they still are gonna take a poison counter every time he deals damage to someone. One of the most difficult or things about playing against infect decks is that you need to like you really you need to protect your uh, poison count. And you need to kill your opponent quickly before they find, you know, some way to overwhelm you. Right. And 
Reaper makes both of those things kind of impossible. Like, yeah, it's quite, this card is just terrific. And like that, I mean, even if even if you take some infect damage and get smaller, like it doesn't even matter, right? Like right. He's still he's still going to have that impact. Um, and if they like try to bolt him or do you know yeah. any number, I mean, right? Uh, unless unless they're actually going to minus five, minus five them. Right. <laughs> uh, Sheldred whispering one. This is. One of the Praetor cycle. This card is super exciting. I don't I don't know about for sixty card decks. Uh, I mean this card's obviously a limited bomb, right? Oh yeah, with that depth. So at the beginning of your upkeep, return target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. Just to the battlefield. To the battlefield. Yeah. Um, and then at the beginning of each opponent's upkeep, that player sacrifices a creature. Again, if this is a card that I could see like coming out of sideboards in block. This card's just, like, not... I mean, seven just... I mean, I know seven's a ton of mana, but it's just not that hard. Yeah. And, like, you just... They can't... Your opponent can't win... All right. ...past this card in the late game, right? Sure. Actually, you know, even in Constructed, I can see this game. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Like, you know, your opponent taps out for a Titan. Say, Inferno Titan. You go and tap. You play, play a Whispering one. You have, and your guy's going to live. Right. And you're black, so we're going to assume you've been able to sort of control their creature count along the way, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, like, you know, if you're worried about getting like, hit by a sort of feast and famine, this is a black way to deal with those creatures without... Right. This also deals with Thrun, by the way. Yeah. Oh, very good point. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm starting to warm up to this guy. Like, remember... I'm building a commander deck just around this card. Ooh. And have it for Saturday when we go to the pre-release. Like, remember how critical, I guess, I was, you weren't, of Frost Titan? Yeah, I loved Frost Titan. <laughs> yeah, I did not. Yeah, Frost Titan was Trump on all the Titans. So is this, this guy the same? This trumps even the Trumps. Right. Right, even Frost Titaning this guy doesn't matter. Yeah. you still just, when you untap, like, it's, it's, as long as you have some way to mitigate the creatures along the way. Right. I'm, I'm very optimistic about this guy. Yeah. This, this card seems seems fine to me. Um, Surgical Extraction is a, is a card people seem to love. Uh, another one of those cards in that cycle of free spells, essentially, cost Phyrexian Black. Uh, choose target card in a graveyard other than a basic land, search its owner's graveyard hand and library for any number of the same cards of the same name, and then exile them. Player shops at library, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I think that... How do you feel, how do you feel about these types of... So, so, just even stepping aside from this specific card. Yeah. People seem to have very strong feelings about what they call this type of card. The cranial extractions... The, the surgical extractions, the, you know, the, the anything that's, like, trying to uh, lobotomize an opponent. I, personally, I think it's a waste of time. Okay. Your cards are so valuable. Like, you know, there are times when, like, the situation absolutely calls for this being in your sideboard. You know, that's the only tool you can reasonably have to, like, have a shot against the top decks. Even then... A lot of the times, you shouldn't be bothering. Like, that's the best that you can do. best that you can come up with is a card that doesn't do anything a lot of the time to fix, 
you know, to add a few percentage points in an already very bad matchup. Right. You should probably just be spending those slots in your sideboard on other matchups. Right. Well, like the, the fantasy situation here, people talk about is like, okay, so what I'll do is I'll freak him, yeah. look at his hand, then I'll cabal therapy, and then I'll get a card, and then I can surgical extract. So basically, you've paid four life. Yep. You're down three cards. Yeah. <laughs> to get one card, your opponent had no timely counterspell, yeah. had no difficult decisions for you to make, and had no brainstorm to protect the key card. <laughs> yes, so much needs to go away. <laughs> In that process. I, I just... I yeah. think that it's going to be fairly heavily played. I think some people are going to be very happy with it. I think that some of the people... you know, Some of the times that it's played, it actually is going to be very good and very appropriate. But... I think the bulk of the time, it's really going to be a waste, and it's going to cost people a lot of games. Well, it certainly costs people sideboard slots, right? Like it just, yeah. It's like one of those lazy sideboard cards yes. where people are like, well, I'll play Surgical Extract. What for? I don't know. Something. Just in case. Just in case. I mean, I've definitely made that clear. You know, oh, sure. I've definitely pulled a, a few lazy sideboard slots in my day. Look, I, I play basic lands in my sideboard at Pro Tours. I know how it is. <laughs> uh... Toxic Nim. This seems like your type of card, Steve. Oh man, six, six, I will clobber some people with a Toxic Nim. Six mana for a 4 1 in fact, but it has Regenerate B. Yeah, I'm probably going to use this as a victory condition in a lot of non infect decks. <laughs> I foresee. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's certainly going to happen, right? Like, oh, yeah. it's just green black dinosaurs, right? Yeah, it's not actually going to be great in green-black dinosaurs, because you need to... One of the things about the dinosaur decks is that you really need to be able to block with your dinosaur the turn you play it, right. or else you just, like... Right. Like, you're really pushing up against it. I think, I think the card's actually going to be pretty bad and limited, just because we see infected creatures in every color at this point. Yeah, and there's so many things, like... Contagion class be saying. Right, exactly. Like, minus one, minus one counters are a theme of this set. Yeah. <laughs> like, can you imagine? You're like, okay, I play this guy, and then your opponent's like, piss driller. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just you just spent, you know, a half a dozen mana on That set still seems like your type of card. I, I like it. <laughs> uh, one toughness is my favorite amount of toughness. Vault Scourge? This card's cool. I mean, so basically this is a 1-1 one, one flyer for 1 mana and a Phyrexian life. So you can play it on turn 1 for 2 life. It's a flying lifelink flyer. Yeah. Flying life is creature. Flyer is redundant there. But yeah. I and mean, this is going you know, straight into Hogward. Sure. Import. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is, I mean, it feels like there's so many cards in this set that could go into that deck. Mm -hmm. Or in... Even putting that deck aside, just like the steel, right? Um, the tempered steel deck in general seems like there's just a ton of cards to go in and around it. Yeah, I think you know for standard and for extended. Yeah, yeah. I gotta tell you something. There is just talking about red cards, and 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 we might have to take a break in a few minutes, but. Uh, there is no card that I'm more terrified of and excited about than active aggression. Like, so people, like, when, 
What's I, I don't the uh, mutagenic growth is the, is the yes. main part. People are super excited about the car. People are like, oh my god, this is going to screw up limited. This is going to be such an impact on limited. It's like this is the card I'm terrified of in limited. So I'm attacking you with my Iker Clomir and my Sis Bear on turn four. Oh and my. Then, <laughs> and then you're like, oh, okay. I will active aggression. I will pay four life. Active aggression, your Sis Bear. Block your Iker Clomir. And kill them both. Yeah. Yeah. Or better yet, I will, oh my god, I will active aggression your rot wolf. Oh my, no. <laughs> oh. Oh my. And kill your, and kill your contagious nim because your deck was that bad. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I remember, you know, when I was like, really getting into magic competitively, uh, people would tell me stories about like playing during Mirage and just how huge of an impact Ray of Command would have. Pretty sure I was telling you those stories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ray of Command is pretty much the best limited card ever. Right, I mean, so it's not quite, but it's, it's it's in the top five limited cards of all time. Like, what would happen you know, if you were playing you're, against Ray of Command? Or playing with it? Um, if you're playing with it, your opponent would just get... Like, there's just no way to play. You just get to two for one your opponent when they attack you. There's not like they can do anything about it. That's the thing. It's just so demoralizing about the card. So it's, it's just... They have to have, like, completely asymmetrical powers and toughnesses. You know, in limited, you know, it's like everything's sort of around the same size. Yeah. So you just take their creature. They, they attack with two flyers. You know, like, okay, steal one of your flyers, block the other flyer. They trade. Right. And it's not even like there's a certain number yeah, of so, creatures that you can attack with to play around. You yeah, know, what, do you do? Like, what do you do? What do you do? Keep one... Alright, I've only attacked with one flyer this time. Take your flyer you didn't attack with. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's pretty brutal. It, this card... and There's no excuse for passing this card, right? Like, I no. mean... I, I'm sure that the rares in here are awesome. I guess, I guess you would take a batter skull over it, but like, the number of rares you're going to take over this is very small. Yeah. Like, if you're trying to win, obviously. Like, this, this, this is just... This is the card I want to see every pack I open. And every pack the person next to me opens and passes to me. Because they took a, a rare. I, I love this card so much. Three mana is so cheap. I wouldn't like to think about it. I mean, it's, it's like, yeah, sure, you're going to pay four life. I mean, maybe you're red and you you don't have to pay the, pay the life. Right. You know, great. What a bonus. You know, yeah. like we talked about before, you know, you're like, all right, I have one red. <laughs> I'll pay two life. Or maybe you're playing an Infect Mirror. Uh, yeah, just, right, you're playing Infect, and you're just like, oh, I will borrow your blo- your Blight Widow that you left back to block. Yeah. And attack with everybody and kill you. Yeah. No, yeah. this just not. It, it's, it's just, I, I, I feel like it's top three limited cards in the set without even having reviewed the rest of the set here. That sounds I don't totally reasonable to me. Have we come across a better limited card? Like, I guess, like, Life's Finale is probably better. Is it? Yeah, I mean, it's a six-mana wrath. I mean, that's... I don't even know. It's probably better. I think... The Listening Oil is probably pretty good. Uh... 
in blue, I don't think there's anything that's... Like, Wraths weren't great in, um... I mean, they're fine, right? Like, I mean, I'm not saying... Yeah, no, I don't, I don't actually think... Besieged Scars Limited. Karn Liberated? I don't even know if Karn Liberated is better than this, because Karn costs seven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, uh, this card is certified stupid. Yep. In the best possible <laughs> sense of the word. Um, yeah, the, the story I always tell about Ray of Command is just a lot of people look, when they first start playing Magic, is they look at Ray of Command as a strictly an offensive card. Right? You look at it as game control, target creature and opponent controls until end of turn, untap it, it gains haste until end of turn. You're like, awesome, it has haste. <laughs> right? Like, the, the initial reaction you have when seeing these cards, this card is, I'm going to take your guy and I'm going to attack the, the infect scenario you, you, you describe. Right? I'm going to mm-hmm. take your Blight Widow and I'm going to attack you with everything and kill you. And those situations exist. And you can occasionally sculpt the turns to get to that point where that's going to happen. But more often than not, your opponent's just going to lose two creatures. Right. It's insane. So yeah, the story is I, I go down to Atlanta for a pre-release, um, for a PTQ, back in the days of four-slot PTQs. Pretty exciting. And, <laughs> uh, I'm playing like the fifth or sixth round, and yeah, if you've ever gone somewhere else for a PTQ with like a group of friends, like there's definitely this like hostile attitude towards the invading party, right? Do you know what I mean? Like, like, oh, you guys all came down here from New York to steal our slots. We're going to crush you. <laughs> like, the judges were being mean to me, and the T.O. was being hostile towards me. And they're like, oh, yeah, you're dead this round. We paired you up again. You know, Bobby Boo. I don't know the guy's name. I don't remember the guy's name. It's like fifth or sixth round of the PTQ. And they're like, he's our best player. He's going to crush you. <laughs> I'm like, all right. I still have this seal back, by the way. Somewhere in the box. <laughs> yeah, still intact. And... Um, and I play the guy, and then it's just like he's just got like a 2-2 gri- a, a griffin on turn 4 and a 3-2 rock on turn 5, you know, against a fairly slow board for me. And then he attacks, and I'm like, I'll take your rock, <laughs> block your griffin, they both die. And he's just like, wow. <laughs> like, great command is such a... He's like, I had no idea. He's like, I've only ever used to attack. <laughs> I was like, I have two of them in my sideboard. <laughs> <laughs> I, I qualified at that printer qualifier. <laughs> so, we're going to take a break. We'll pick up with more red, but I just want to talk about active aggression. It sort of straddles. It's not really a red card. Anyone can yeah. play it. But we haven't even talked about it in Constructed yet. Oh, do you think it's Constructible? Yeah, Threaten is often Constructible. Four, four Life is... Whatever. Whatever. I mean, we talked about, right, we talked about people playing stuff out. Right, it's just, just the same thing. Like, yeah, I guess any deck can just take a Primeval Titan. Any deck can just take a Frost Titan. Well, it's a little more challenging to take a Frost Titan, but... You can also do it end of turn. Until end of... Until end of turn. Wait, does this... Does this work? I think it does. Really? I have to I have to check my wordings now. I don't remember how to do anymore. <laughs> well, well, we'll come back on a, on a subsequent cast, or maybe we'll just continue this one. But I'm going to pause it and take a phone call. Uh, not from a listener. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we'll be back with more Top 8 Magic. <laughs> 